Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Five Heart Podcast. In the absence of the effervescent Greg Mahachka, this is Todd Wolverton. I'm your host this evening, and I am joined by our benevolent founder and leader, John Dam Johnston, and the pride of Southeast Nebraska, Nate McHugh. We're here this evening to chat about Nebraska athletics and other crazy fucking stuff that comes to our mind. John, Nate, how are you guys tonight? Did your neighbors hear you? <laughs> I'm loud. I'm loud. Yes, no. <laughs> Nate, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I don't know. I really I know, don't. That's true. That's true. That, that, that's your day was more uh, interesting than mine was. John, tell a, us about your day a little bit. What, what was so exciting about your day today? I had a heart MRI. Have either of you had MRIs? Yes. Multiple. I think. Okay. Well, this one, you know, they, they put you on the, you lay on the table, they put you in a tube and it's like being in a coffin, right? And it's extremely loud when they're doing the MRI scans. And, and except in this one, what they did is they put like this plate on my chest. And I don't know, I plate's probably not the best description, but you know, they put this covering on my chest apparently to better measure the heart uh, to discover whether or not I have a clot in my, my heart, which is, sounds horrible. But uh, it was a lot louder than I remember it before. The headphones they gave me uh, didn't muffle the sound at all. And normally what I've learned on during an MRI is you go in there and I, I have taught myself how to put myself to sleep. But this time, uh, Marilyn, who is the nurse, uh, told me that I was going to have to not go to sleep and I would have to listen to her instructions because I would have to hold my breath uh, several times. And it turned out to be like 30, 30 or 40 times. And I'm not exaggerating with that. Uh, you know, they, they put an IV in and they inject you with some kind of dye so they can better see the heart. So they can tell like, you know, now this part's dead and that part's gonna kill you and the other parts are functional. <laughs> But, you know, so I laid in this thing and it was exhausting. It really is. Because when you slide in there, I don't know how you guys, first thing I do when I slide into an MRI is the same thought comes to mind every time. There's going to be an earthquake, even though I don't, Minnesota doesn't have earthquakes. There's going to be an earthquake. The building is going to collapse and I'm going to be stuck in this fucking tube. And this is how I'm going to die. You know, everybody else will be killed by the building collapsing and I'll be stuck in this goddamn MRI machine. Those are the first thoughts I have to fight off. And then the second thought after I fight that one off, the same second thought comes in and goes, no, it's not going to be an earthquake. So I'm going to just walk into the room out there and shoot everybody. And nobody's going to know I'm going to be in here. And they'll be busy cleaning up the mess and catching that guy. And I'll be just laying in this fucking tube, unable to get out. And I will starve to death in this MRI tube. And that's how it, it ends. So, and after you stave off that one, then there's Marilyn saying, inhale, exhale. 
So that was how my day went. I, I have no idea what the results are yet. So, you know, a lot of people talk about being claustrophobic when they go in that tube. And I guess that's one thing that's never happened to me. I've, I've always been fine with, you know, the MRIs and that whole process. I, I don't know why, but I, I tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm getting more and more uh, anti flying on airplanes. Um, I, have n I don't fear flying, but we were in Georgia last week and flew back to Minneapolis last uh, Thursday. And the last 30 minutes, there was this constant rolling turbulence. Yeah, I've had worse turbulence, but 30 minutes constant. We touched down. I'm dry heaving into the bag, something fierce. I just wish something could have come up. I'm dying. And so then we wow. finally get off the plane and we take the show. We, I sit down by the baggage carousel. Thank God my wife and son were really understanding. They made shit of me, but I mean, they, they were understanding. Got in the car, or excuse me, took the shuttle to the parking lot. And son of a gun, I started dry heaving again. So I just, I cashed it in. I said, go to Ikea, park in the shade. Let me take a nap, shop to your heart's delight. And I need to recover here. God, I'm driving. I'm driving from here on out. I just can't do this anymore. Man. Well, Nate, how are you going to die? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, if I knew, I'd probably do something about that, but I don't know. You know, I, I was trying to think, that, and I don't... I think I was in an MRI machine when I was a sophomore in high school. I think I just remember uh, they thought I had leukemia and that, that, that makes me think, is that how they check for, and they took blood tests and all that. And maybe they were looking for something else. And there was a semi and in the back of a semi was this big machine Yeah, and I got in it. And so maybe that, I think that's the MRI machine. They found nothing. I went and saw a blood specialist and I, you know, I showed up for him to tell me, well, we don't know what it is, uh, but you'll be just fine. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And, and my mom's like, you could just called us and told us that instead of driving all the way up here. And, uh, but I had to get, my a few eh, about four four years ago um i used to be i am a big guy i used to be a lot bigger and so my doctor wanted me to get my heart checked out and so they inserted me with the dye or whatever you know and then they had got me on a treadmill and that sucks those are killers yeah i'm like yeah we need to get your heart rate up and the, yeah it's not getting up high enough I'm like, oh, I've been running for a while, you know? And uh, so then they just had to raise the incline. Finally, I mean, I was just soaking sweat and I got laid down and they checked and it was fine for it. So, Did they do an echo? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. I swore at the nurses when I had to do one of those. They kept pushing me. I, I was done. I was done. Get me off of this. Nope. Keep going. Keep going. 
Yep. Jeez Louise. It's like, yeah. you know, I wish they would be like, oh, you only have to run to this point. So I know, okay, I just have to get to that point instead of, no, we just need to keep on going until your heart rate is at a certain point, you know? And I was like, oh, so. Well, you, you, you fucking pansies. Last time I did a stress test, I begged them to make me do harder. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of all this running, John, you're signed up for the uh, Big Ten 10K, 5K. Nate, have you signed up yet? I haven't. I'll do it. I did it last year. And then I remember last year I was pissed because I had my route all marked out. But part of my route is I actually have to start going two blocks north of my house and then essentially just turn around and come back in order to do the – I just did a 5K. And I forgot. So then – I ran 3.01 miles and I was pissed, you know, so. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for the 5k. I will run a little bit. This will be Todd walking as fast as he can and maybe try to run a little bit, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's time I get back off my butt and start doing something to improve myself we need to encourage others to be in better yeah. healthier shape there you go <laughs> look at us encouraging everybody <laughs> to become alcoholics now i'm the first guy that's gonna go oh, i'm no longer an alcoholic i'm a self-righteous non-drinker guy you i told you that was gonna happen i knew that would happen <laughs> yeah look at how much you drink good god man <laughs> well hey guys um it's a hundred days till the till the start of the uh, college football season, and a um, little bit of news on the Nebraska front as far as football is concerned. They're going to roll out the green carpet. It sounds in twenty twenty two. So, Nate, what do you think of, about uh, making that trip over the pond for a for a Nebraska football game? So I have been to Ireland. Uh, it was probably four years ago. Yeah. I went with my wife, loved it. We rented a car. We drove with, supposedly it's one of the more dangerous countries to drive in um, because you're on the opposite side of the road and on the opposite side of the car. It actually didn't take me very long to get used to it. Um, but so I looked into this because I thought, you know, it'd be a great ex excuse to go to Ireland and to go see a Nebraska football game. It's a pretty good excuse. And then, uh, then I learned that so my plan, if I were to do it, is I would fly into Shannon, rent a car, go do whatever, and then game day, show up, go to the game, and do whatever, fly home. With this, you have to – you cannot buy it yet. You cannot buy a ticket unless it's part of a package, which includes, you know, the six, seven to eight day, whatever, however they do that, and they're going to send you on excursions and all that stuff. And, uh, and then I think that – Maybe that includes airfare, and it's it's anywhere from three to four thousand dollars a person, and so I'm not going to do that. Uh, I I I like not know. I don't like having everything planned out for me, you know, and so uh, I actually thought I told my wife. I emailed her. I said, "Hey, you know, that's like a big excuse to go to Ireland." So I think I think. At some point, they'll start just selling single game tickets or whatever, and it won't have to be part of the package. And maybe I would 
jump at that, but um, I'd, I'd be looking more forward to being an island than in uh, going to the basketball. So, John, will you go to Ireland to watch the Nebraska Cornhuskers play a football game? If I could get, get <clears throat> if I could get credentialed and write it off. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, That's my wife's going to idea. We uh, we need to go other places in the United States first. So, yeah, that's that's been my uh, excuse quite a bit. But uh, Ireland is in my bucket list, and I don't know. My wife has said for the la after the last three trips we've taken together, she has said, "Todd, I will never travel with you again." So, um, I I I I'd like to go. Um, Tammy's a great traveler. She gets everything organized. She knows how to do it all. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Um, she, she'll never travel you with you again. Why? Cause I'm, I, apparently I'm a bastard when we travel. I don't see it. Um, but, um, apparently I think I can pretty much quote her. You have ruined every vacation we have ever taken. And, oh my um, God. Wow. I, what I, I did this time, I know what I did this time. I mean, we were out walking around Savannah and we'd been walking for an hour and a half and they have these little, in the historic district, they have these little parks, they call them squares, 22 of them in the middle of these big old beautiful homes. I mean, that is, that is neat. Well, she wanted, <laughs> I thought we were going west and she wanted to go take a look at two more squares. And I said, really? Um, we've seen a lot of squares. Um, do we really have, and I think maybe I used a little more colorful language. Um, I I'm sure I did, but, um, that ticked her off. And, um, apparently that was enough to ruin yet another, um, vacation. I, I, I ruined, I ruined our, our Viking cruise. Um, never mind the fact that for eight of the 10 days on the cruise, I didn't have my luggage and I sucked it up and <laughs> that's another story. But um, yeah, it was raining cats and dogs in Budapest and I didn't want to go out. And uh, so I whined when we went out and thus ruined the trip to Whoa. Budapest. So. <laughs> I'm not sure how to react to that. I, I, the whole, <laughs> we've seen a lot of squares, honey. You know, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the next two are going to be any different than the ones we've seen. <laughs> but if one was and we missed it, <laughs> you know. Well, I was just hoping to go to Dallas next week. But if I do have a blood clot in my heart, nobody wants me getting on a plane. But I have a nephew, a great nephew who's graduating from uh, high school and he's one of the best soccer players in the state of Texas. And I'd like to go down there and give him shit for his graduation. That's my present to him. And uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to go now. So that's kind of. Well, hopefully you can make that trip. So, and maybe, Hey, maybe there's a way we'll all get to Ireland and be able to watch the Cornhuskers. That would be, that would be, it'd be really cool to be in Dublin, the three of us drinking Guinness or John, you wishing you could drink Guinness. You know what? If I went to Ireland and I would probably have a, at least you a glass drink a Guinness. of Guinness. 
because I drank so much of it here and I had to hear for years, well, that's better over there. It's true. It's true. It's true. See that? See that? Be that. I don't drink Guinness here. And that's about all. I mean, they have a lot of other good beer too. But I do have a quick story about Ireland that involves Nebraska. Uh, Oh, thank God for that. I know. And then we can move on, right? Uh, So I was at a bar in Kenmare, Kenmar. And uh, I closed it, we closed it down two nights in a row. But the second night, you know, I, I'm wearing my Nebraska hat, right? And there's this guy on the other side of the bar, doesn't say a word the entire time. And, you know, a couple hours go by and I'm just talking to people. And uh, they're always very interested when you, when you find out you're an American, you know. Um, and so that's always kind of fun. But things were got a little quiet and then he goes, he points at my hat and he goes, go big red. And then that was it. And that's all he said. He goes, he goes go big red. And that was it. And he, he happened to own the, uh, the uh, little market across the street. So he, he's Irish, but yeah, he saw the accent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go a bit of Greg. I, I bought him or I bought ibuprofen from him the next morning. Cause I was pretty hungover. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. If, if people see the end, they know what it means even in Ireland. Well, uh, we were in Strasbourg, France, walking down the street and I had uh, a red cap with an N and we walked and we saw a guy coming our way and he had a cap with an N and we saw each other at the same time. And it was, you know, go big red. Now he wasn't French, he was American, but it's just, it's the universal greeting, go big red. I haven't been anywhere, so fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, so back to, back to football, um, Ronald Tompkins, has put his name in the portal. I don't think anyone's surprised that, um, well, that running backs are gonna go. Uh, and, and there might be another running back, maybe two, I don't know, I hope, I hope not, but it would not be uh, a surprise to see some other, other guys enter the portal. Everybody's predicted that. Um, I don't get bent out of the shape about the portal. It's a reality. And, and players have left football teams forever um back in the early wait, 80s wait go ahead somebody on twitter had i think it was one of the omaha world herald guys somebody sent them a a omaha world herald paper from i back in the 80s i i think it was and or back in the late 80s early 90s and there was an article in the omaha paper about how under tom osborne like 50% of their, you know, we bitch so much, but 50% of their classes were not making it. In other words, 50% of his recruiting classes were gone by the time they were seniors. So this has gone on forever. Well, it, it used to. Without a transfer portal. Well, you know, back when we were on campus, John, they played, you know, five or six freshman games and then they'd all redshirt the next year. And then after that third year, there were a lot of guys that moved on. And I know, you know, I talked to a few of those guys back then and they would talk about how all the assistant coaches had contacts at other colleges and universities, most of them smaller, and they'd help them get on at other schools. So it's nothing new. It's just frustrating, you know, when you see players, in my opinion, who come in with a a lot of accolades that, that 
then decide to go somewhere else. But it's a reality. It is what it is. I saw where Purdue lost a four-star guy today. I, I can't remember what he's – but, uh, it, yeah, it is. It's all over the place. I Ronald Tompkins wasn't going to get a lot of carries. On the flip side of that, with volleyball, Lexi Sun announced that she's going to come back and play for her fifth year. And, um, you know, she certainly is a significant presence – uh, on the volleyball team. Uh, so I think everybody now is just kind of waiting to see if Lauren Stiverns decides whether or not, um, you know, she's going to play another year. Um, you know, I think Lexi's son, we talked and, and, you know, we've had a little bit of conversation from time to time about the whole name, image, and likeness. Um, Lexi's son stands to benefit a great deal from that. Uh, she's been from what I understand, she's been a major presence with social media and has a lot of followers and that type of thing. So, um, I follow her on Instagram. Who? Lexi's son. You shouldn't say that out loud, John. <laughs> no. Hey, what do you mean? I felt I follow Kelsey Robinson on Instagram. No, I don't. Kelsey Robinson is a goddess. So, okay. okay? So I'm just saying that just like you say, like. Well, I, I do follow her on Instagram. You know, you didn't social say, oh, media. Yeah. You, 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 if you say, "Oh, yeah, I follow her on Twitter," like, "Oh, yeah, you like her tweets." You know, you know, no, no, I Listen, can't give you crap for that. I I pay attention to the pulse of Husker sports, you <laughs> motherfuckers. So I follow a shit ton of people on social media, and I particularly follow the volleyball women on Instagram because. Uh, I want to know what they're posting. I mean, Kelsey, literally Kelsey Robinson is an absolute goddess. And it's interesting to see her post, like, I don't know, photos of her playing volleyball in China and then photos of her on the beach. And there's nothing wrong with that, for God's sakes. And Lexi's son, honest to God, she is an Amazon. She is the closest thing to perfection in terms of uh, volleyball goddessness that Nebraska's had, and we've had strings of them. So if that woman wanted to, I sell her own brand of coffee. My God, who wouldn't buy that coffee? You know? Well, she did say in her, in the announcement, you know, when she, they said she's coming back, you know, she's gonna, she's graduated. She's gonna work on her master's degree. I think it's, you know, marketing and uh, business and marketing and that kind of thing. And, you know, she's, I think this is a good move. You know, if she'll play professional volleyball somewhere, but for her to, you know, get a master's degree and be set for life after volleyball, um, I, th I think that's a good business decision on her behalf. Yeah. So. And it, it, the other thing is, is it would prove the point. It would show, it would show other volleyball players that if you want to come to a place that you're just going to make a boatload of money just by showing being on the Nebraska volleyball team, by God, we're, I'm happy to oblige. You want to sell coffee? I'll buy your freaking coffee. There you go, man. <laughs> I'm going to start a line of clothing. It's probably not for me, but you get the idea. And why shouldn't they be able to do that? I know we're going to table the nil discussion for another time when we can cover it all over. 
but uh, yeah, I, Lexi's son, plus, I mean, she's probably, I don't know, probably, I'm not Beth, but she has to be the best all around player I think Nebraska's had maybe. Just certain, like all around in terms of being able to kill, in terms of digging, in terms of uh, playing every position on the floor. She is uh, quite a player. <laughs> no argument here. I don't. <laughs> Some people might argue Jordan Larson, but you know. Oh, that, uh, that is, that's a good point. So, um, you know, what else do we got on our list here? Uh, baseball. Um, a couple of different things on the whole baseball front. First of all, NCAA came out and said that uh, because of recent changes with CDC guidelines and, and because of uh, protocols in the state of Nebraska, the College World Series is going to be free to sell all of their tickets. Um, that will be interesting because last week they, I think last week there was a deadline. I just know my dad got his stuff and had to fill it out for his tickets, but um, they've already uh, gone through the ticketing process with 50% attendance. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle the fact that now there's new rules. Um, but uh, so that's exciting for the state of Nebraska and that's a big deal for Omaha. That's great for Omaha. Uh, but uh, our Cornhuskers enter two weekends where, quite honestly, everything is on the line. Every game is going to be incredibly important. Uh, they got two games against Indiana, two games against Ohio State this weekend, and then they end the, the season at home with three games against Michigan. And uh, this is about as much excitement for Nebraska baseball as there has been for many, many years. So, um, you think so? Oh, I think so. Okay. We're in first place heading into the weekend. Nate, you're the one that's closest to the, to the epicenter of, of Lincoln, Nebraska right now. What's, um, I'll be there on Sunday. Uh, <clears throat> but what, what are your thoughts about what's coming up and, and the whole status of the baseball program right now? I know. I think a lot of time, with the exception of volleyball, it appears to me, and just like when Nebraska got swept by Rutgers, that the male sports, for whatever reason, don't show up in big moments. And I think this weekend is a huge moment. And that's what makes me nervous. And I think that's what we're going to find out is if they are, if Will, Will Bolt's program I mean, it's this is year two, right? I mean, season two of his. Yeah. One and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. <clears throat> and so is his program going to be able to step up, I think, because I assume, you know, the kids know it's a big deal. And so it's not like, you know, they don't have a clue. But that, that Rutgers sweep was just, I mean, it is a killer, you know. It, it's very likely that if, if they, you know, what if they go two and one or whatever that they might get a, you know, a regional or whatever. And so uh, I'm nervous. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, John's got an explanation for the Rutgers sweep. <laughs> so John, it's time for you to come clean. Yeah. Well, fuck. 
It was the only time I've been there since I've been dead. So I'm not going back until maybe I'll go to see if I can get into the college world series, but I, I don't think I'm going to the NCAA regionals if Nebraska gets one there. I guess they already announced where they are, but I mean, I'm not going to go attend any just, you know, baseball people are very superstitious. Yeah. Incredibly. So. And I mean, Nebraska Sid looked at me and said, I'm blaming you for all of this. <laughs> And I thought, maybe that's proper. I don't know. So, I mean, we came right back and beat up Rutgers the next week. So it's kind of like, oh, great. Maybe it was me. I don't know. But I I would say that I I guess I don't have any faith that the NCAA was ever going to give the Big Ten a regional. They already announced the regional uh, sites and the Big Ten didn't get a single one. So. Um, I don't. I don't have a lot of faith when it comes to the NCAA and Big Ten, and how much they recognize what the Big Ten has done. I I agree with that, and and I think under normal circumstances, um, you know, the Big Ten with the quality of teams that they have this year, I think that there'd be four four Big Ten teams maybe make the the tournament. But I'm I'm nervous about that too, and you know I I. I'd like to think that Nebraska is in the driver's seat and has a really good chance of getting, you know, a, a regional bid. I know that D1 baseball has them, you know, identified as a team right now, but, um, you know, they, they, they cannot, they cannot walk out of this weekend. Um, they got to be, a, they got to be two and two. They, they can't be worse. In my opinion, they can't be worse than two and two this weekend. Um, and that's a pretty fine line when they're playing Indiana, you know, in Ohio state, they split with Ohio state up in Minneapolis earlier this year. So, um, it, it's a big weekend. I agree with what Nate had said earlier. Um, but boy, wouldn't it be something if, if it comes down to those three games with Michigan at Haymarket park, you know, for all the marbles in the big 10, that would, I, I guarantee you that Nebraska fans would bring that intensity to the ballpark. It might not be just like when Texas came to town, but it would be pretty doggone close. I think the, the excitement in the ballpark. We uh, need somebody to be an asshole. Well, Michigan had a shortstop last year that was an asshole. Maybe they can bring right. him back. <laughs> How about Steve Owens from Rutgers, that fucker arguing all them. Every, every time something happened during the game, he's arguing about shit. I don't we could hate we could hate we gotta find somebody to hate in baseball. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we'll ever hate them as much as we did uh uh you know Texas, but all right, who's okay? Here's the thing. If we go into this weekend, we go four and oh, that means we beat Indiana twice, right? Yep. So that would knock them back a bit. <clears throat> Michigan has Maryland this weekend at Ann Arbor. And Maryland is fourth. Now, if Maryland could say win that series, we could clinch a Big Ten title this weekend. Those are big ifs. Mm -hmm. But to even add more excitement to it, who does Maryland play next? When Nebraska's playing Michigan, who does Maryland play? I don't know. Indiana? Indiana. 
So it's a, it's going to be a wild ass finish to the year all around. Yeah, the the schedule makers couldn't have they, they they couldn't have dreamed of a better scenario, you know. For but you know the Big Ten doesn't give a crap about baseball, so I don't want to give them too much credit. So, <laughs> so. anyway, but you know, there's I guess that's kind of our our wrap up you know, with what's going on with Nebraska sports. Um, I don't know. I suppose it's time to wrap things up and go kick your dog, huh, John? Yeah, well, you know, it is the off season, so we can we can have stupid topics. <clears throat> and we welcome anybody out there who's listening still that if you want to have us talk about a stupid topic, maybe you should comment on the website. There was a phone number we're supposed to leave for leave your voice, but... Greg's the only one that remembers it, and he is uh, worn out trying to take care of twins. Uh, but we had a neat tweet this week. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> what animal could you beat in a fight? Compared to women, men feel most able to take on medium-sized dogs and geese. And there is a tweet. We'll, we'll add the tweet to the... Uh, to the show notes on the website so you guys can discuss this along with us because we need some community interaction here once in a while can you but, share that uh, on the i said is this gonna be on youtube yeah can you share oh, can you share I this right I now how to do that <laughs> okay i don't know how either so but anyways keep going okay so uh there was uh there's a graphic you guys looked at the graphic, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So basically what it is, is uh, which of the ant following animals, if any, do you think you could beat in a fight if you were unarmed? And we start with, I mean, we start with rat. And, and what it lists is women, 68, I guess 68% of women think they could beat a rat unarmed. <laughs> I imagine, what was it, 32% didn't? A rat would kick their ass? <laughs> Maybe they would. Do you remember the movie Ben? That's no. a long time ago. That or was Willard? way before Nate was a twinkle in his parents' eyes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Willard, I think, was the other one. You know, 76% of men, which means there's 24% of men answered that they could not beat a rat unarmed. <laughs> so, that would, well, I, I think the reason for that is there's probably 20, 24% of men are terrified to death of rats and, and would be afraid to, to have any kind of contact with a rat, I would think. Maybe, maybe they looked at rats and said, well, they mean lawyers, not rats. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, do you think you could take a rat, John? Oh, fuck yeah. Just kick it. Yeah. Your shoes. Yeah. Just kick it. Right. Exactly. I mean, they said you're unarmed. I, I would think that unarmed, I, I guess that doesn't mean you could be caveman armed where you could pick up a stick. Okay, so how I read this is it's what animal could you beat in a fight, right? It's not right. 
which animal would you beat in a fight and not get hurt, you know? Because could, you know, when you go kick that, kick that rat, could it bite you? Yeah. But you're still going to kick it across the room and it's going to hit the wall and you won, right? Right. So the next one's a house cat. It, that's the same thing. That, that cat could, you, I feel, you know, we're not trying to hurt animals here. We're talking about <laughs> this. Because, <laughs> you know, but yeah, if you go grab the cat, it's going to bite you and, and that's going to suck, right? But then you could throw it across the room and guess what? You won, right? Then this is what I, the goose, right? All of a the sudden, the, yeah, the women go from 64% confident in the house cat to 51. Half of the women don't think they could beat a goose. Okay, so I don't, okay, I, I, I'm not entirely sure how that works. I have seen, however, a video of, uh, of a goose or some type of bird uh, essentially um, warding off, uh, was it a, an alligator? No, it was a, a bingo tiger. No, yeah, yeah, was it a tiger or a lion or something? Yeah, yeah and yeah. just you know, flapping its wings. I mean, it, still, but but no, but if you're actually fighting each other, which it wouldn't be flapping its wings to fight you, yeah, you just grab it by its neck and you, you swing know, it around a few times and throw it in the wall. <laughs> yeah, throw it against the wall. Okay? I think you guys are underestimating geese. We have geese all over the place here. <laughs> granted when you run into a goose it's it's when you run into geese there's more than one there's like normally like you know at least two and then goslings right now so if you come close to them uh they get pretty pissy but i mean one geese one goose, goose. Well, it's just, it's just, you know, just one animal right yeah 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 okay medium-sized dog yeah that, that'd be easy in my opinion okay you're gonna get bit okay second e an eagle that that that's when you're like okay you're going to take your chances here because if that can get to your your eyes your throat you know whatever the claws and yeah that's kind of dicey have I you ever think, held an eagle i've uh on my arm or something or whatever uh no but i've been like within a foot of one you know i i did i did that once on cub scouts because the university of minnesota has the raptor center where the you know an eagle is a raptor so they would do this presentation for our cub scout pack and they would bring these birds and i mean they were absolutely beautiful animals but they bring like owls and they would bring eagles and the eagles are just you cannot believe how big these damn things are when they when they spread their wings out they're freaking enormous so the wings can't hurt you though so who cares how big they, the wings? yeah they can the wings Yes. How are the wings going to hurt you? Well, they do this swoop, 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 and then it's like a superhero. No, they're going to fly around and they're going <laughs> to nosedive at your throat. That's what they're going to do. At your Those throat. Talons. You're going to go like this. Yeah. Ah! No, you're you're just going to get it and you're going to miss and it's going to take you out. That's it. Those talons <laughs> would be just like razors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I... I, I'm okay with the whole. Women are at 23% on that, and men are at 38. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. The next uh, is a large dog. Okay, so it depends. To me, it depends on the dog, you know, on the breed. Um, 
because because sure, I, I have heard that I mean my dog's very it's and he's uh or she's ninety pounds, extremely protective. But they say even those really protective dogs, if they haven't been trained to actually go, then they might not be any good if you know someone to break into your house. I don't know if that's true or not. But so if you just got a big old lazy dog, then yeah, I think you plan a fight. <laughs> but if it's like a German Shepherd, oh man, there's no way. You know, some of those German Shepherds, I, I think that's just you don't have a chance. They're coming right after your throat. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cobra. I think that. that, that I default. <laughs> I think. See, I'm. I'm the king cobra. I'd, I'd be like. I, do I, I have think access I have... to venom? Do I or do I have access to uh, anti venom? Uh, anti venom. Venom. If I do, then yeah, that's an easy one. Right. No, you just have to win the fight, and if you die after that, that's your own fucking problem. Oh, okay. This is about this is about fighting, or something. And then we have a chimpanzee, and I'm pretty sure that's a zero chance. So I'm going to win that one. Um, and then kangaroo is the last one I think I could win. Uh. <laughs> You're going to beat could... up a kangaroo. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I could. Uh, I, I might, my, my confidence level will be much higher than 17%. I think, I mean, it might be like 35%, you know, like, uh, I don't know. But, but other than that, the rest of them, I would just get destroyed, right? You know, I think so. I think kangaroos can be pretty nasty and they're so, so strong in their legs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I would bet on the kangaroo, but do I think I could beat them in a fight? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is a silly discussion, you know, obviously. I wouldn't want to fight one by any means. Okay. Look at the next three, though. We got crocodile, gorilla, and elephant. Okay. See, I think crocodile, I mean, they're not, they're low to the ground. I think. I don't know how you're going to kill them with your bare hands, though. No, no, no. I think if you got behind it, maybe, and you're not trying to kill them, it's just you're trying to beat them in a fight. You know, what does that mean? Have you ever seen a fight to the death? Well, maybe. But have you seen Ace Ventura? Isn't that when he's uh, the alligator's hitting himself with his hands? Is that Ace Ventura? Uh, no, okay. I don't know. Uh, okay, so so crocodile, gorilla, elephant. Oh, gorilla's going to destroy first you. First of all, gorillas are incredibly powerful beings, and they tear your yeah. arms off. Yeah, gorilla, we I, we don't stand a chance with the. No. You skipped over wolf. Oh, that, uh, there's no chance. Yeah, that, that I don't think so either. Yeah. Oh, good God. A wolf is just a large dog. No. Mm -mm. Yes, it is. <laughs> no. Okay. The, the, throughout history, we have, have been barraged constantly with movies and books and media that tell us about wolves attacking human beings and if you go out and do research and look into wolf, uh, wolves attacking human beings in North America, uh, you'll find like almost none. Most of it's those Russian just, wolves. Yeah, Russian, Russian wolves. Russian wolves, yes. But uh, here in the United States, just go ahead and look it up right now, Nate. What? Oh, you don't know how to use Google? <laughs> I didn't care enough because I'm not worrying about, or oh, are they going to? 
or my chances of getting killed by one. It's uh, it's if we're actually in a fight. So, but, but what what's interesting here is the percentages don't drop very much between crocodile, gorilla, and then elephant. Like, how are you going to even? What eight percent of women are going to kill an elephant? <laughs> what nine percent of men are going to kill it? That's a lot of balls. I mean, what are you going to? Are you going to like take take off your own arm and beat it? I don't know. You go for the balls. <laughs> you go for the balls. That you you got it with your teeth. Latch onto those babies. An elephant. I don't know, but the elephant's not gonna. They might try to stomp you, right? I don't know. I just, I think they're kind of. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna be they're, one. They're enormous, ginormous animals. How are you gonna kill an elephant with your bare hands? Again, you're. So then again, I think no. I just gotta beat it up a little bit, and I win. <laughs> you can. You're gonna. <laughs> Box it, box it. You're gonna box an elephant. Yep, yep, yep. And then he's just gonna hit me. You know, he's gonna boom and just knock me over, and, I, and then I'll get up, and then I'll try again. You know. Well, I I do find it funny that nine percent of guys think they could be a gorilla. I'm like, really? That thing would, you would last a half a second. You know. Uh, but I do find it funny though that eight percent of women think they could be a lion, while only seven percent of men think they. So yeah. what the hell is that about? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I actually think I would have a better chance against a grizzly bear than I would a gorilla. I don't know. I, I don't know why I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's like, I'm going to lose the boat, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, if I had to, if, if, I always say if there's a gorilla over here and a grizzly bear over here, I'm probably going to go to the grizzly bear. Right? I, I would rather. What are you going to do? What exactly are you going to? What's the tactic you're going to use? I have no idea, John. I just know that if, if you have two roads, I'm picking that one. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer to that. You know, I know what I would do with a grizzly bear. I would lay on the ground and pretend to be dead. Uh, and when it got really close to me and went to open its mouth, I would shove my head right into its mouth as hard as I could. Just uh, right into its throat, and it would go. Good God, I didn't expect this. And then it would choke to death. It was, uh, uh, and I would just hold on to it, just going. Uh, uh, and I don't know if it could clamp down on my head and smash me or what, but I would just, you know. And, and then as I was doing that, I'd be trying to hold its head there, and I'd be gouging it in the eyeballs with my thumb. You, you know, I think I have heard though that grizzly bears will. They won't kill you. They'll just start eating you, you know, and at some point you'll bleed out. And so that actually makes me think maybe I'll take my chances with the gorilla. Because I'd rather the gorilla just pound me and kill me, you know, than a grizzly bear just holding me down and just taking bites out of me until I run out. <laughs> this, this, I, I will say that because of this graph, what you can look at with this graph and it determine is there's like, between six and eight percent of women, apparently in the United States, are some of the biggest badasses on the planet. Because they would take on a grizzly bear, lions, elephants, gorillas, crocodiles, and a wolf and beat them. And I would have to say that 
Those are Nebraska volleyball players right there. <laughs> I thought they were representatives from Southeast Colorado and Northern Georgia. I, my wife just walked in here. Yeah. Yeah, I can ask her. Yeah. Questions. I think okay. we need a female perspective. Okay, so there's a study done, and the question was, what animal could you beat in a fight between men and women? You can't have unarmed. Any, unarmed, no weapons. Okay. So you say yes or no. If you were to fight them, okay, we're gonna start with a rat. Okay. Yes. House cat. Yes. Uh, goose. She says, oh, they're mean. <laughs> yes. Um, Medium-sized dog. Yes. An eagle. She doesn't know about that one. She's, how about a large dog? Oh, geez. And then the king cobra, chimpanzee, kangaroo, no, wolf, crocodile, gorilla, no, elephant, lion, grizzly bear. So this says that seven percent or six percent of women think they could be a grizzly bear. So yeah, so she, so she, uh, medium-sized dog was probably where her line was. So really what we're in, in your marriage, basically she could kick your ass. Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found out yet, but yeah, I should, uh, I'd let her kick my ass. They, you notice your spouse isn't on the list here. <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't be politically correct. No, I, but I, also it'd probably show that women would be like 95% men would be like two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? We got anything else? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think we've uh, pretty much done it. So, um, so does that mean it's time that we wrap things up, huh? Yes. Nate, when do you, when do you have a, a counter bootleg uh, podcast coming out? Anytime soon? I'm hoping to sometime this week. I, I have an idea. I just, I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. So, and I think Greg will be very happy with the topic. So, well, that's that's something to look forward to there. John, you were you were a guest last night. Is that uh, yeah on the Crimson and Cream Machine, huh? And uh, oh, link to that too. Um, you know, they, these guys, I mean, we talked a little bit beforehand, and I thought we were going to talk about this year's teams and this year's games, but they started asking me all sorts of questions about the past. And like, one of the questions was, uh, What Nebraska lost, or what, when have you felt the saddest about Nebraska football? <laughs> And I thought, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I mean, my God. So at that point, I had to tell him because I didn't tell him before that. Well, I've been dead. My memory is really crappy. And uh, I think actually I, I talked long enough to come up with the 1987 loss to Oklahoma. <clears throat> it, was my last, it was my last year at Nebraska as a student. Uh, Heidi was with me at that game. And we were winning at halftime. 
because they kept fumbling. And it was the second game of the century. If you remember right, I think Nebraska and Oklahoma are one and two. And I turned to my wife and said something I really don't want to say out loud, but I'll say it anyway. I turned to her at halftime and I said, we're beating them up enough that I feel sorry for them. And they came back and they just beat the shit out of us physically in the second half. They just stomped the fuck out of Nebraska. That was Broderick Thomas, remember? Keys to our house stuff. Wasn't, wasn't Brian Bosworth playing for Oklahoma at the time too? That's probably about the time. Yeah. yeah, I think I was at that game. That was incredibly frustrating. So they also they <laughs> they also asked me who was my favorite Nebraska alum. Now they didn't tell me these questions beforehand times. So I'm like, oh my god, I don't know me, of course. But I answered Harold Edgerton. Either of you know who Harold Edgerton is? No. Harold Edgerton is an engineer who invented the strobe or the flash. And he invented it like in 1930 something, I think. And he, the first things that he started taking photos of was like hummingbirds in flight, like drops of water. There's a very famous photo, I think, that he did of a bullet going through an apple. And it's, it's you know, <laughs> I don't know what they were expecting, you know. <laughs> But Harold Edgerton was a Nebraska alum. So, you know, and I do photography and that's, that's one guy I always, I was always fascinated with um, uh, photography and strobes. In fact, when I was a sophomore at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, we won't say his name. I did the project for one of the guys on our dorm floor who was a senior. I did his senior project because he was so terrible at designing circuits as an electrical engineer. And I designed a motion-based uh, flash. It would, you know, if something passed in front of the motion detector, it would set off a flash. And I had, I built this whole, I designed this network or this circuit. I built the whole thing. And then I had to sit down and explain to him so he could sit in front of his senior board and explain this project. <laughs> so, wow. so wow, there wow, you go. Wow. There we'll, well end on. We'll end on that um it's been a pleasure spending time with you two guys again and uh nice to see john that uh, you survived your medical procedures today hopefully you get good news back um so i guess this will uh be the end of it this has been the five heart podcast where five hearts is all you need <laughs> or three hearts or in John's case, one totally functioning heart is enough. <laughs> It'd be nice so, to keep it that way. So even if it's is, marginal. This is Todd Wolverton signing off. It's been a pleasure having you here tonight, Nate. And John, go big red. <laughs>